0: I, I hate Corey Graves.
1: Yeah, that's the right button. I see our guest coming on right now. Look at that!
2: Welcome. Can sir. you hear me?
0: Yeah, can you hear us? I'm good. I'm sorry about this. So, uh, as I was telling some of your staff earlier, my schedule is so insane lately with all this international travel, that I don't really—I live a very spontaneous life these days. And tonight I had to get some ring time in, so I'm in the car right now, and I had to call you from here in the back seat.
1: So you're traveling back from from some ring time, some training, huh?
0: Yeah, there's a couple of places here in Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, my dad was a promoter in Pittsburgh, so most of the rest of the company here have guys that I've known for the last 25 years. So luckily, there's about three or four places where I'm able to come and uh, and use the ring at my my. Uh, Convenience to my leisure, you know? Nice. So I was able to get some ring time in tonight in preparation for uh, MLW this Saturday.
1: Uh, that is MLW this Saturday. Oh, my gosh. Billy Sarks is on it. It's called... Uh...
0: Oh, gosh. What is it called? Do we have an event name? I know we have MLW Fusion, and we have MLW Underground. Underground. TV. Yeah,
1: I'm thinking I'm thinking of the thing. I, I believe it was already taped. Uh, it's, it's playing the Super Fight. Thank you, Marie.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Super it's, Fight. That is correct. Yeah, that yeah. Is that's crazy. what I was thinking of. I'm a, ter- hey. I'm a terrible employee here. It's know? okay. I'm a terrible I don't know host. If that's the name of, I don't know if that's the name of the match between Hammerstone and uh, Two or if it's the name of the entire show. But, uh, nice. Yeah, Super yeah, a big one for MLW.
1: Yeah, I think it is a big one. I'm going to get to MLW because uh, you are one of the, the newest uh, amazing talents over there. But you did mention Pittsburgh. Um, and Pittsburgh kind of – it lit a fire for your love for wrestling. It was 97 at an ECW show. You had a nice Beulah McGillicuddy shirt on uh, <laughs> at the Golden Dome, I think,
0: is the that's, name of man, it. Man, man, that's yeah. some damn good research right it, there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I actually grew up in the wrestling business. So my dad, uh, you know, he was doing some fundraiser organizing, uh, organizing with his uh, fire department. And when I was about two years old we started, you know, having independent wrestling shows. So, uh my dad being a big fan of Bruno San Martino and all that stuff, he ended up really falling in love with the wrestling and the promotion side of it. So it ended up becoming like the, the family business, if you will. Yeah, you know, my mom would sell the tickets, my brother was one of the wrestlers. So I'd be out doing the posters and I really did, you know, when I went, when people say they grow up around it, I mean I grew up around it. So uh it, it really it really sparked my passion and then it really made me kind of a wrestling nerd <laughs> and i think you know start starting at seven eight years old we was going to those ecw shows and then getting the magazines and buying the tapes and the dvds i've studied more international wrestling than you know, anybody you know um and just being able to talk about random old obscure dates and matches you know a general understanding uh, i always look at it, you know if you want to be a doctor just because you want to do heart surgery doesn't mean you don't have to know the anatomy of the foot. Right. So uh, that's kind of my logic on that. You know, there's never, never enough to learn. To this day, I probably still watch more old and random wrestling with a lot of the guys, you know, a lot of my peers. And I think at the end of the day, it's an asset because a lot of the stuff that people haven't seen in years, stuff I'm able to add to my repertoire, and almost it's new again. You know, I'm kind of a throwback in a way that people say, oh, I've never seen that before. Yeah. Really, you know what, what we are seeing came from the video in
2: 1916. <laughs> yeah,
1: I would say it, if somebody asked me to describe Sam Adonis, um, I would say it's like um, Roddy Piper meeting Ric Flair, uh, a throwback heel. I know that word, those throwbacks get get tossed around a lot, uh, but man, you're classic, you tell a story, you're natural at it, is the vibe I oh, get. I,
0: I appreciate that. And I, I mean, the one thing that I I think just the modern wrestling climate is so uh, reliant on the Internet, yeah. on the videos you see, it, on social media. Um, you know, I kind of hang my hat on the fact that you have to see me live to really really get it. You know, and that's something that I, I look back at as a kid, as a fan. You know, Unless you were there at ECW, it's not going to tell the same story. Um, I've always been able to light a room up better than any live performer that, you know, that, that I know that I work with. So uh, I've hung my hat on that. And, and a lot of people that may have seen some of my matches online might not be a San Madonna, of course, Mexico. But then a lot of times, they come and see me, you know, in person at their
2: home. Oh, getting choppy. Going so, through uh, a... I definitely think it's a, it's a change of pace. Yeah.
0: Um, with me. That's hear okay.
1: Me? I can hear you. We're staying with you. We're going through those dead zones. It's good. All
0: right. All right. If, if, if I get a dead zone, I'll call you right back. Yeah. Don't worry.
1: Yeah, no, don't worry about it. Um. I, I wanted to ask you because I've heard you say in other uh, interviews and shows uh to get the true essence of uh Sam Adonis, go see him live. And I get that. I get live is where it's at. Um. Do you think too many people, when they hear Sam Adonis, or maybe they just look you up quick, the first thing that comes to their head is, "Oh, he's the, that. He's the Trump guy," or "Oh, he's uh, Corey Graves' brother." Which one of those irks you more? Oh, I think they both irk me
0: equally. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's it's just it's, it's. I think you know every athlete since the beginning of time has been faced that situation. You know, you're always going to be prepared. To, to your, you know, whether it's your father, your uncle, whatever family member has come before you, you know, it, it's kind of, it's really not fair, um, but there's nothing you can do about it. You know, people have these preconceived notions. Um, and at the end of the day, I've constantly been able to better myself and improve myself more. So it's just like, uh, the nice thing is, I'm realistic to know that not too many people have access to AAA TV. Right. You know, most most of my career has been in, in the, the most obscure corners of the universe and, you know, that's that's kind of an asset in a way because very few people know what I'm capable of. Yeah. You know, the amount of time I spent in the UK learning the British style, the time i spent in all Japan, you know, all Japan pro wrestling. I've been there for you know, four tours and I've, I've done you know, a, a long spirit, period of time there but, because, you know, all Japan is no longer the, the you know, cool brand on yeah. the internet like it was in the 90s. It slips through the cracks. You know, so there's a lot of people that just, they don't know what I'm capable of because they don't watch the, the companies that I work for. But at the same time, you know, I, I've been lucky to have these opportunities, be busy at these, you know, very respected organizations for the last 15 years and be able to maintain a job and then work at these places and get flown across across the world. Um, you know, basically without an internet reputation, and
1: that's something you know there's not too many guys that are capable of doing. So uh, it's a, it's a catch twenty two. Um, you mentioned AAA. Um, for those who have never seen AAA, and I know I, I used to stream on Twitch. I used to catch their stuff on Twitch. I can go find it. I know how to search it out. Uh, but for those people who have never seen AAA, um, tell tell the people out there why it's so good and what they're missing.
0: Uh, to me, AAA is kind of probably the most. Uh, most, I really want to say old school. I want to say kind of elemental version of pro wrestling out there. You know, all the stuff that, that a lot of the old school fans like about wrestling being gritty and having, you know, just freaks and geeks, weirdos and characters, you know, fighting, violence, blood, fire, everything you can imagine, everything that maybe the there ECW great AAA still has. Um, you know, the cool thing about it is there's a big, big world out there Outside of the online wrestling universe, you know, outside of the internet wrestling community, and what a lot of people don't take into consideration that is, if it's not catered to the internet market, they might not want to look at. It. Mm-hmm. I mean, the numbers we do in Mexico for AAA, I mean, it's it's huge. It's a, a massive, massive industry, and you know, we're all over the country doing tours, and, and we're we national television stars. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things where people don't take the time to look for it because there's 10 other promotions popping up in their inbox, trying to get a like here or a share there that, you know, a lot of people really do miss out on it. But at the same time, now, you know, the last couple of years, they've been starting to make a little bit more of a presence here in the United States. Um, I'm happy to a part of it. I think our talent is just ridiculous. You can go through the top 10 wrestling promotions on the planet and pick out the top, you know, Anywhere you find one of the best luchadors, guess where they're coming from? Yep. They're, these are the guys I get to work for with every day. You know, We have Taurus, we have Commander, we have Bandito, we have Galistico, we have Dragon League. I mean, everybody you name that the internet goes crazy for work for AAA. So wouldn't you think that your modern wrestling fan would say, hey, this AAA has a lot of cool guys. We should check this out. Yeah, But that's is life. What can you do?
1: And I think you I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh it's not coming up in your inbox. It's not hitting the algorithm. Uh it's not easy to get to. Uh it takes effort, which in today's day and age some people don't want to put that extra effort in. But it made me think, uh do you think social media helps or hurts uh the wrestling business? I think
0: overall it it absolutely just it's it's as long, it's as bad to the wrestling business as the internet was in 1997. Mm. It's catastrophic. It does so much irreversible damage to professional wrestling, but it's already just there. It's, yeah. We're not going to change it. We can't get rid of it. It's here to stay. But you know, wrestling is essentially a team sport. You know, everybody has their position on the card. Everybody has their job. Everybody has their spot. And you know, social media is almost a, a justification to be selfish. It's it's to do what you want. Do you know you don't have to listen to your boss. You do what you want to do, and you know, that's why there's more controversy and people walking out on contracts than before. There's no loyalty. There's no unity. You know, a wrestling show is not booked as it as a, a show like it should be. It's just survival of the fittest, and I think that makes for pretty cutthroat. You know, uh, um, it's kind of a toxic work environment. Um, it's helpful in a way that you can you know, build your brand, and get your name out there to, to your to your uh, you know, potential clients and business partners or your, your fans. But at the same time, you know, the, this, the, the brotherhood elements, the, the camaraderie and the trust that you need to have in professional wrestling has taken a serious hit because of social media for the last 15 years.
1: Yeah, for sure. I would agree. Uh, you talked about contracts in there. Um, you you had been quoted. I did some research. You were quoted as, as being uh, an anti-contract guy. Um, what did you mean by that, and, and how have you, uh, I guess, gone against that initial thinking because you've signed with with MLW? Um,
0: want to elaborate on that? Uh, just to me, anymore, I feel like the contract, uh, most wrestling schools, you know, are set up by a lot of wrestlers that have never quite made it. A lot of wrestlers that you know, love the business care. And never took it to the next level, you know, they get a little older and they think, How can I give back? How can I even contribute to the wrestling business? Ah, I'll open a wrestling school. A lot of times these people aren't exactly the best people to be running yeah. wrestling schools. They might not be a qualified coach. They yeah. might not be the one to provide the knowledge to the students to get them to the next level. So, you know, from the jump, many wrestlers are already ingrained in their brain you got to sign a contract oh my god if i get signed oh let me just sign if i get signed all my problems are over oh i'm gonna get signed when realistically you know nine times out of that arrest the, the contract is just restrictions it's yeah. just the things you can't do not you know especially in today's society when you know the, the the amount of money that you're getting paid doesn't matter to too many people the only thing that matters is that little graphic you can put on instagram that says this person signed with this company yeah. And, you know, people put so much stock into that, they don't realize that, you know, they're cutting their nose off to spite their face. And then 10 months later, they're crying on the Internet about how long their contract is. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I grew up around this in a way that I realized that that's not exactly the way I like to do my business. So, you know, I've, I've been very, very against signing contract for a long time. Um, I, I've done the last 10 years of my career without a contract. and. Uh, the, even with triple A, I don't have a contract you know i, I like to think of the fact that I've had four of the biggest wrestling companies on earth you know, off be regular work without a contract it's, it's my work and I, oh, I, choppy I, choppy that, now There you stands a m l w thing we're, we're we're literally about a half mile over the city of Pittsburgh here in the mountains. So uh, it's, <laughs> I'm almost I'm almost home. So we'll get better. But um, the everything just kind of fell into place with this MLW situation, yep. and, and about all the stars aligned. And it was one of those things that there is some actual incentive and, and things that, that made this work, which is why I kind of had to eat my words. But you know, just to, I think overall, in general, the concept of the contract. Is not this you know fairy tale ending like you know the wrestling business and the internet paints it out to be? Yeah,
1: um, in and AAA and MLW have a a a bond, a a working style relationship, anyways. And uh, the, from the stuff I've heard about Court, just through hopefully what I read is reputable information, uh, a great guy, strikes great deals, great contracts, very reasonable. Uh, so this fit with you, AAA and MLW makes sense to me.
0: Court Court's been great to me. You know, um, i, I I've only this, this coming Saturday will be my third show with MLW. I have zero complaints. Everybody has been awesome. Everybody's been a bit straightforward with me. Um, but truly, you know, Conan is the one that needs the credit for all yeah. this. Uh, Conan is basically literally one of you know. Hundred percent. There's four four or five people that I could list. You know, write down the names of that were probably the most influential and important in my career. And Conan is right there at the top of that list so you know he's the one that presented me to the situation and, and like i said it, it wasn't it, it was by no means a, a, a situation that i seeked out mm-hmm. it kind of found me and you know now um it, it it is what it is i'm happy with it i think you know there's big things coming and i think at the end of the day you know maybe the time is right because maybe mlw is that that the vessel I need to be seen by the American vessel fans, by the internet. You know, the people that don't watch A, the people that I've got, that have kind of been sleeping on me. Maybe this is the time that you know they're no longer going to see. Oh, hey, he did the Trump gimmick in Mexico, or he's Corey yeah. Graves' brother. Yeah. Now they can see that it, you know what renowned international performer I am. <clears throat> For
1: sure. Um. So we got MLW. We've already mentioned Hammerstone. Uh. Fatu's there. Who else are you going to get your hands on? Who, who do you want to get your
0: hands on? Honestly, those two in particular are the ones that I'm really excited about. Um, I just think, you know, especially now that there's not.
2: Back, door under a bridge. I have to put closed captioning on. Comes. <laughs> well He's getting close. He's in the mountains. Have you ever been in Pittsburgh, Vanessa? Here he goes. I hear him. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yep.
0: Yep. Give, give me thirty seconds. I'm gonna jump right back in here. I'm gonna go in the house and turn the Wi Fi on and I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you're good. Awesome. Thank you guys. Yeah, sure. I'll be right, back, right yeah.
1: back. No problem. Um Vanessa, I've driven through through Pennsylvania through Pittsburgh. And there's areas in there where it's, there's nothing. <laughs> there's like nothing. And it takes forever to get through the entire state. I was going to Illinois from New York. Uh, we had to go through Pennsylvania. And I just remember like stretches of
2: nothingness. Insane. I know like, like when he says the mountains, you're talking about like the Appalachians. Oh man. you're talking to the wrong guy. Tall mountains. I don't know what they are.
1: I don't know. He's good, man. He's great. I've
2: I've drove when we went to South Carolina. We drove through the Appalachians, but that was like Virginia down. Maybe we we would need a we need a map. Figure that out. Um. Do you think he really wants to get his hands on Hammerstone, though? I mean, let's be real. I could, I How could do you get, make a name for yourself? You that's true. Biggest dog in the that's fight. True. True. And there's some big dogs there. And I think he's gritty enough that he'll yep. be all right. I think he'll be fine. Fine. Um.
1: Interesting. I forgot to mention uh, because I know the bond there with AAA and MLW.
2: I didn't even bring up Conan. But that, I mean, Conan is not only an underrated wrestler and talent, but what he brings to the,
1: the wrestling industry after he was done in the ring, I think is extremely underrated. I'm sure there's people all around that have amazing stories about Conan. You know the other guy, too, that I think is underrated?
2: is Vampiro. As well, oh yeah. Um Conan, he'd be fun
1: to talk to. I I'd, I'd like to have him on, but he has to wear his Red Sox hat. You ever see him wearing his Red Sox hat? Yeah, I
2: think I've asked Conan. Yeah, and he's like, uh, "No, I have my podcast." Yeah,
1: what do you say? Tell you to tell you to follow the podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's the best. What the shit? Okay, 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 there okay. you go. All right. Sorry about that, guys. This is, again, like I said, just finding time to do anything right now is super complicated. No,
1: you're fine. You're fine. That's what makes this show great for us because we're live. Like, we love this type of stuff. <laughs> we were talking to I, – I, th-
0: I, I thought you were going to say it makes it great. You have yeah, post production. No. Oh, gosh. <laughs>
1: you think I got time for editing? I got three daughters. I have no time for oh, editing. Man. None. Um, All right. We were just mentioning. Anyways, sorry. Just
0: about a hammerstone. Yeah, yeah, I remember the question now. Yeah. So, so I feel like, you know, the independents in general, you know, there's so much time and love dedicated to, you know, the, the junior heavyweight style and the cruiserweight style, lucha style. There's so much, uh, so much ridiculous athleticism out there that a lot of times I think that, the, you know, the heavyweight wrestling doesn't get the love that it sometimes, you know, or that it used to get, if you will. And you know that's that's the way I feel about Hammerstone and thought Two. I think you know they're two of the best big guys in professional wrestling. You know, and a lot of people don't realize I'm six foot four. I'm two hundred and forty yeah. pounds. So, you know, I, I think those two in particular, along with myself, you know, I think we have a lot of magic inside us to really take that to a, a decent level for MLW. And I'm really looking forward to those matches when they come.
1: Um, w- when you uh, were going in the house to, to flip on the Wi-Fi, I, I was mentioning to Vanessa. Uh, Conan, uh, he is extremely underrated, I think, in what he brings. And you mentioned it, what he brings to wrestlers like yourselves, other wrestlers, uh, lucha wrestlers, what he brings to the entire business. Uh, I I think people overlook him, people... And then uh, Vampiro is another person I think people overlook as as having such an influence.
0: Conan is, is, I mean, I just it's really hard to find too many people and this is everybody in our industry loves the business. Yeah. Yep. Everybody loves this, you know, and they'll tell you that, like, but you, you can't fake it. Yeah. You can't, you know, you can't BS us when you're around certain people. There's very few people in my life, not just career in my life that I've come around that loves their job, that loves professional wrestling the way Conan does and i have nothing but the utmost respect for him for it he continues to just give back and just cares and works and loves it and my favorite thing about Conan is he's the realest human being in wrestling he doesn't sugarcoat anything um you know when i first started working for AAA, I was a bit scared when he would send me a whatsapp message i'm like oh god what i do oh what what'd i say and he just has a way and he would just say hey dude you know, no, that's I wasn't good enough. You better bring it next time. That was, and you're like, wait, I thought it was a good match. And, what, you know, and he just has this way. He will tell you how it is, but he, he demands his respect, and he, he just loves this shit so much. He works so hard. And you know, he, he's going through some health issues right now. He's been going through health issues for the past few years, and he's still on an airplane you know, three times a month from San Diego to Mexico City to do 10 hours of TV. You know, he's sitting there writing Gorilla, putting the show together. I mean, everybody loves this, but you can see the guys that have a special place in their heart. And, you know, Conan's right there at the top of the list. And, you know, he's he's great friends with guys like Dave Meltzer, uh, J- Jeff Jarrett. Paul Heyman was one of his guys. I mean, there's if there's one guy that's going to have a book to tell us some stories that nobody knew, it's going to be Conan. Because he was right there, you know, with Eric Bischoff, Ric Flair, Kevin Sullivan, there's stories that this guy has when the hell was that yeah. you know and he'll say oh yeah I was, I was on the booking committee in 98 for a year you're like wait what <laughs> stuff that other books don't even talk about you know conan is right there and he has respect you know at the end of the day it's you know i think we're in an era now in wrestling where clout seems to be the only thing anybody wants yep. you know, more than money and more than respect it's clout attention and you know i think that's it's kind of not a good thing um I think now respect's harder and harder to earn, it's harder to find, you know, and, and Conan is somebody that I think throughout the wrestling business, with everybody that comes across him, you you know, you respect Conan.
1: Yeah. I I you mentioned that earlier and I was just like, Yeah, he's so so great uh in everything he does and, and we and we I think we've we've talked to a few other people who have mentioned him before. Uh phenomenal stuff. Um I, I want to move on to, I guess, semi non wrestling stuff. Uh, would you consider yourself a a wrestling toy collector or hoarder?
0: Ah, uh, <laughs> I would probably. I, I don't even like the word collector anymore. No, because it's thrown out there because all the time cole- collector would be that. That would mean that I have uh, like a, a method to my mayhem. So I, I, I think maybe I'm just a, a natural heel at heart. I like. <laughs> I like uh, conversation pieces. There you go. I like the stuff that nobody else has. Okay. I like stuff that you're not going to find at a flea market. You're not going to see on eBay. You know, so I have a I have a room full of memorabilia here that is pretty rare. You know, one of a kind pieces or some stuff that you know most people have no idea exists. So uh, I still have some. I, I guess you could say I have some of the, the stuff from childhood hoarded in boxes because I you know it would just take too long to try to sell at this point. But uh, you know, I think this all goes back to that obsession and that collection, you know, that that uh that you know, fandom as a kid. Before I was wrestling, I was so obsessed with learning. I wanted it all, you know. And for every wrestling figure I had, I had three videotapes and four DVDs. That's insane. you know, there was a point in time where I had an entire closet, you know, top to bottom, double wide, double doors filled with wrestling tapes. You know, and I can tell you which tape I had which matches from what year and which country and what promotion. You know, again, it's almost. I, I almost feel like in a certain sense, you know, I was born in 89 and, yeah. you know, I feel like back in, in, when I was a child, you know, they did there wasn't as many diagnosed cases of ADD or ADHD yeah. back then, you know, I think I might fall under that category in some ways, yeah. you know, maybe I have, I have knowledge of, of obscure, yeah. random, stupid knowledge about wrestling that just has no functional purpose. But then certain you know things about daily activities or just you know certain stuff that's part of everyday life or something you know my girlfriend told me yesterday I can't remember so uh, it's <laughs> Sorry, it's kind of it. weird
1: I get it uh, yeah. I'm a little older than you I'm born in '79 I remember obscure uh, as my older brother always put it useless information uh, ADD ADHD was not a thing back then uh, I definitely feel for you and my wife tells me things every day that I just never ever. I'm brand
0: new. <laughs> right, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, I think overall it, it's a good thing. It is, that, you know. I think yeah. at the end of the day, the passion is what drives us. And you know, I, I look at it. I was a, I was a fat kid in high school. You know, I didn't, I didn't have any girlfriends. My, my weekends were to get in the car with my brother and drive five hours to New York City to watch him wrestle at Ring of Honor. Yeah. So you know, like that was what I lived for. And, you know, hindsight being 2020, 20, I think about how desperate Chubby Sammy just would have, you know, loved to have a date to go to the movies. I think, you know, the fact that wrestling was there for me before anything else was is, well, you know, what's made me who I am today. And I think if I would have had other passions in high school or, or you know, after high school, maybe this obsession wouldn't have got to where it is. and Maybe I wouldn't have had the work ethic I have today. Nice. So I think everything, everything comes for a reason and always comes back full circle.
1: Uh, everything happens for a reason now look at you chiseled six four mlw <laughs> you
0: know? freaking flyer for uh, for, for american Airlines.
1: yeah there you go and uh, you've taken that uh quote unquote adhd type of uh, uh fixation on videos you've harnessed it you've harnessed it to benefit yourself and that's a good thing it's a
0: great thing yeah i just uh it's it's something too that i kind of you know going back to wrestling schools and coaches and stuff you know i think one day. I would be a phenomenal coach, yeah. but I just you know I feel like if you're not if you're not giving back you're hurt. You know a lot of people that, that open schools aren't ready to have schools, and it's more just either a money grab or they want to own a ring, so they buy a building, whatnot. But you know a lot of people. I think it comes down to a good coach has to understand the individual, and they have to understand you know what wrestling is, where it's coming from, where it's going, and you know I can just work out with one one you know, coming from tonight, for example, one wrestler can have this problem and I can just remember from something I saw in one of those videos, how it might benefit this guy. And the same problem might have a completely different uh, uh, solution based on another memory from a different match And this, you know, yeah. so it's kind of, I think it's just like anything, you know, just any profession, you can apply your, your craft in any way you can from your experience and in a certain weird screwed up way, the hours, that I spent sitting on the couch as a fat kid watching tapes is kind of all part of the experience. You know, that is the the learning process. A journey. And even though it's not the in ring time, it still is part of the, the you know finished product.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. We we've talked to a lot of people like not only you gotta put the time in the ring, but also the, the tapes. The, it builds your psychology characters, storytelling, uh all that fun stuff. Uh, you mentioned con- conversation starters uh, with some of the stuff you cl- you uh, you have gathered. What is uh, the greatest conversation piece you have?
0: Ooh, let's see. I'm in the, I'm in the restaurant right now. Um, I would say this this one here is pretty cool. I don't know if you're an FMW fan.
1: There you go. Oh,
0: I can't, that's, that's yeah. Sushi Onita. Okay, nice. That was a that was a model. There's only 400 of them made. They were sold in 1994. Deconstructed, and then they're just they don't exist. You just can't find them. You know, I saw it once in a magazine that was printed in like '95, and just through luckily you know connections and persistence and the right people knowing in the right places, I was able to track one down at a quite expensive price. I bet. But uh, you know, it's just one of those things where people the, the, when people say, "Oh, I didn't even know they made that," you know, and that's kind of half the fun here. Um, I have a couple of my posters here on the wall. Nice. This is from my hair versus hair match in Mexico with Negro Casas, who actually just jumped to AAA. So I don't know if you're a big Lucha fan, but that's pretty much the biggest Lucha news you'll find all year. Yeah. And then this is a a poster from Italy, which is a funny story. I ended up flying into Milan, Italy once. Uh, I think it was Milan. Milan or Rome. And our, our show was about two hours away. So we had to go through the country and highways and all these back roads. And, you know, in Italy, every 20 minutes you stop off for a beer. That's yeah. what you do in Italy. Yeah. So by the time we get the we – we're coming close to the town, and We come into the first stop sign. I look to my right, and there's this 8 and a half by 11 poster with my picture on it. It says, <laughs> Sam Adonis, American professional wrestler, comes in. Oh, well, that was sweet. The next stop sign, there was two eight and a half by 11 pictures of me on it. By the time you got downtown, every single storefront, Every single bus stop, every single car dealership, anywhere you look, there were these forty eight inch giant posters with my face plastered all over them, <laughs> all through this small town in Italy. So that talk about it, surreal and just being yeah. you know, funny things that happened that you never really expect or imagine on a wrestling that really just, you know, all I'll make up for the amazing experience of this. Lost you.
2: Oh, there he is. Here you got it. All oh,
0: right. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, I got I, my, my phone's turned the heel on me, Hey, that's so gotta, okay. Gotta...
1: That's what it should do. He'll he'll stop. Uh but, th- but that's a great story. Italy, you, you get the poster, bring it home. Stopping for beers, we can get to all that. Uh, I, I'm gonna tell you what, Mister Samadonis. uh you're 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 awesome. First of all, your knowledge is is uh, uh, impeccable. You could probably teach a college course on it. Um, but we are nearing the end of the show. Uh, and you've given us some great time in the car, in your home. Uh, you went training tonight. I'm going to, I'm going to let you go. Your, your links have been going off, but before you do that, I'm going to give you the mic. You can put over anything you want. You can bury anyone you want. Uh, the floor is yours. <laughs> I don't, I don't care what you say. I, I won't interrupt.
0: Um, uh, uh, I I hate Corey Graves. He's an asshole. Um, I'm, I, I'm serious. Uh, please check me out at real Sam Adonis on Instagram and Twitter. And check out MLW Underground on Reels TV, Tuesday nights at 10. And LW Fusion on Pro Wrestling TV, Thursday nights at 8. And then please, wherever you can, in any capacity, check out Lucha Libre AAA. Um, There's Fight TV TV pay-per-views coming up. Um, There's a lot of just good things happening all over the country. Wherever you see the Luchadors of Lucha Libre AAA, please check them out, whether it be Taurus or Bandito or Vakingo. If they're coming to your small town, if they're coming to your indie. check them out because, you know, this is literally the best crew I've ever been a part of. I'm proud to be a part of it. So if you can support us, we will support you. Please, you know, uh, follow along on my social medias and hopefully I get to see you guys soon enough.
1: Awesome. Spectacular. Well, once again, thanks for giving us your time tonight. Uh, Go, relax, relax, rest, watch some wrestling, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
0: All right, my brother. Thank you so much.
1: Peace. Have a good night.
0: Later. F
1: Cory Gray.